Hello and welcome to The Culture Bar, an arts and culture podcast series brought to you by Harrison Parrott. In our Speed podcast mini-series of quick insights into music and culture from around the world, we talk to music industry professionals about the music of their homeland to give us a view into different music, composers, sounds and instruments which make music both unique and universal. Today, we will be talking to social media officer Lucy all about the music of France. So, Lucy, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, I'm Lucy, I'm from France, and I'm a social media officer at Harrison Parrot. I play the harpsichord, and I have played it for 10 years at the Conservatoire, and I also studied chamber music with a viola player and a flute player for a while, which was really fun, um, but I know that I don't want to pursue music as a professional musician. So now I am still very much surrounding myself with music, of course, but from a more carefree perspective. Fantastic. So you're in the best position to tell us all about um, the music of France. Um, so Lucy, if you could start with telling us what has influenced French music, you know, is it the landscape, different regional accents? Is it the quantity of cheese and wine consumed? What do you think it is? Um, I can think of a few themes and keywords that I tend to assimilate with French music. So voice is one of the most important components of French music and has been since the Middle Ages, starting with composers from the Notre Dame School. So there was a sacred element to music at the time, with religion being an influence. Beyond that, um, the social setting played a part in defining French music. And here I'm thinking of King Louis XIV, who used the arts as a means to express and expand the power of France's political and economic supremacy. So music was definitely part of that, of course, and it focused on moderation, even restraint, something very intellectual aimed at sharpening your vision. So something very typical of French music was elegance, what was often referred to as good taste, <laughs> And for that reason, uh, it was focused on the social scene embodied through the French court and the French aristocracy. So music was going along with dance and ballet, this very refined side of society in the Palace of Versailles. And it also goes along with the French landscape with what we call the Jardin à la Française, the French formal garden which is always very symmetrical, very organized, and it reflects the strong supreme presence that France had back then. With all of that in mind, French music can be very visual and it tries to tell a story. So indeed, uh, we have composer Lully, who collaborated with French playwright Molière and codified the French opera, creating the Comédie Ballet which combines theater, ballet, and music. And in addition to that, Camille Saint-Saëns was the first person to compose music for film with L'Assassinat du Duc de Guise, translated by The Assassination of the Duc de Guise uh, in 1908. 
So this definitely underlies the importance of program music, evoking images or conveying the impression of events. So of course, this was an important step in French cinema and cinema as a whole. Lastly, I would point out something that is not specific to France, uh, politics and social awareness do influence our music. And there are things that some French singers and rappers are singing and rapping about today with songs dealing with mental health, social equality and prejudice. Ah, that's amazing. That really covers the whole breadth of society in your uh, answer to what has influenced French music. It's incredible to hear that. Um, so what do you think um, the sounds are that define French music? I think that polyphony is significantly used in French music. So this is a concept with two or more simultaneous lines of independent melody. So polyphony is used in moté, which is a vocal composition that comes from the French mot, which means word. And it is composed with texts that revolved around themes like courtly love odes, political attacks, uh, or religious devotions. So a motet was a sacred song or a chamber piece with a basso continuo. But they could also be secular and they could include massive choirs and an orchestra. So instrumentation did matter and did focus on eloquent restraints with emotion being subtle and implied in the sound rather than stated. So for the most part, I would say that French instrumentation favored the lute, the harpsichord, the viola and the theorbo. So those were familiar sounds that you could hear with, of course, the plurality of voices being dominant in French opera. Perfect. And uh, leading on from that, are there any instruments that you can only find in France? There are, uh, and I want to mention one in particular. So this is the serinette, which is a mechanical musical instrument with a small barrel organ. It's basically very similar to a traditional pipe organ, but it's activated by a person turning a crank or by clockwork. So it has bellows and pipes in a wooden case. And uh, the, the case of the serenette is quite small, actually. So the sound is similar to the piccolo. And there's a reason for that. Uh, you might wonder where the name serenette comes from. It actually comes from the French serin, which means canary. Like uh, the bird. The yes, like the bird, <laughs> a, a canary. Yeah. So, so this instrument was actually used to teach melodies to canaries. People would just repeat the same tune over and over with the serenette and the canaries would eventually pick it up and reproduce the melody. That's really beautiful. That's such a beautiful story. <laughs> it is. Um, no, I think it's very cute in a way. Yeah, like, no, yeah. That's really lovely. And, and what a nice use of an instrument as well. That's really great. I love that. Um, so we're coming towards the end of our speed podcast now. So um, could you introduce to us some French composers who exemplify French music to you? So I've already mentioned Lully and his impact on opera with one of his, fa one of his most famous pieces being 
marche pour la cérémonie des Turcs, which I'm roughly going to translate as the march for the ceremony of the Turks. So this is from Molière's Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme. It's a very lively piece and part of Lully's innovative mark and ballet and the Royal Academy of Music, where he became the director. There are many other composers that I could mention with Couperin, Ravel, Rameau, even Elisabeth Jacquet de la Guerre, who was the first woman in France to compose an opera and she performed in King Louis XIV court. But I would like to focus just a little bit more on Debussy because his style was very unique and innovative and he was partly inspired from Impressionism with the importance of melody over harmonic progression and rhythm. So his melodies were fragmentary and he used rhythm in a non-metrical way. So at the time, of course, he was really pushing boundaries. And it can clearly be heard with Claire de Lune, Moonlight, which, of course, is probably one of his most famous pieces and probably the most cliche composition to mention. But uh, it wouldn't feel right not to mention it here. Fantastic. Um, so we are now coming rapidly to the end of our speed podcast and would love to hear your recommendations for how listeners can find out more about French culture. So could you start off by giving us your book suggestion? Yes. So my favorite book is something you are very likely to know already. L'étranger by Camus, translated by The Stranger. It might have been the first book I actually enjoyed reading for school, <laughs> which may sound very sad, but it's true. I've always loved the kind of literature that is more modern, and Camus introduced some themes and a style that many modernist writers would get inspiration from. His focus on the absurd, the movement, where you question the meaning of existence, was fascinating in this book. And I have never felt so much reading a book than I have the stranger who paradoxically appears to lack emotion, at least up until the very end of the book. So this paradox really stuck with me. And now onto your album recommendation. Yes. So as someone who used to play the harpsichord, I've always been drawn to Baroque music. But people often think that I cannot like anything else, which, of course, is completely untrue. So the album I have picked is the original soundtrack of a video game. First, because I love to play video games, but mostly because it comes back to this idea that French music is deeply connected to storytelling and a soundtrack focuses on narrative intent. So it's the perfect example of that. So the album I've chosen was composed by Olivier de Rivière for the video game A Plague Tale Innocence, released in 2019. This video game was a mind-blowing experience with a very moving story of a young sister helping her little brother to navigate through his supernatural ability. It takes place in France during the Hundred Years' War and during the plague, Definitely not the happiest game you could play, <laughs> um, but certainly one of the most touching. And the music underlines this despair that turns into hope 
and builds up your determination as you play the game. So my favorite track is Beyond the Horizon. It, it hits you right on the face when you're playing the game, when you're in that scene, and the organ submerges you under a wave of empathy for the character. So you should definitely listen to it. Um, your film recommendation. Yes. So my third movie is Portrait de la jeune fille en feu. So that's Portrait of a Lady on Fire, directed by Céline Siama in 2019. So it is the story of a young woman painter who is commissioned to paint the wedding portrait of a woman without her knowing. Interestingly, there is no soundtrack for this movie. So the ambient noise, the voice of the characters, their movements, the sound of the waves and the wind, and silence is actually part of the music, of the soundtrack. And it underlines this loneliness and this need for women to connect, to embrace even, and support one another. The only moment when you hear music with an orchestra is at the last moment, the, the very last scene, where the emotion of the character just overflows and you feel this heartbreaking love exploding loudly through the screen with Vivaldi's summer presto section starting. And it's just stunning. What a beautiful moment to end our podcast on. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Lucy, and for sharing um, French music and culture with us.